and songwriter, we had the opportunity to talk to Grace Weber over Zoom video. Grace talks to us about being born and raised in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and how she came from a very musical family. She talks about joining the gospel choir at a very early age, learning piano and flute at a young age as well, picking up guitar around high school, and how meeting Richard Marks, singer-songwriter Richard Marks, in high school led her to begin writing songs. She went to college at NYU for music. While there, she made it onto the Oprah show. She talks about meeting the social experiment, starting the record that's coming out back in 2017 when she first met the guys in the social experiment, winning a Grammy for a song she wrote with Chance the Rapper on his first record, which featured Kanye West, getting signed to Capitol Records, getting then dropped by Capitol Records, the EP she released last year, and all about this brand new record, that started in 2017, she tells us the entire story of the real roller coaster journey of this new record. You can watch our interview with Grace Weber on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. And it would be awesome if you subscribe to our channel and like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Bringing Back Pod. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're Bringing It Backwards with Grace Weber. Very cool. Yeah, so this is all about you. This podcast is about you and your journey in music and how you got to where you are now. Dope. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Very cool. Very cool. So uh, I did read you are from the, uh, you're originally from Wisconsin. Is that correct? Yeah, born and raised in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Uh, Talk to me about that a little bit. Yeah, so um, I I love Wisconsin. My my whole family is still back there. Um, It's definitely like growing up, in the Midwest definitely instilled a lot of um, things about my personality and who I am, but also the things that I value, you know, like I remember being a kid and listening to my favorite albums, you know, on my headphones and I'd be laying in this huge field, like looking up at the clouds with all these trees around me. And so it's just like having um, nature was a huge part of, of my life growing up and just the good old midwestern value sure it's amazing yeah. to have a space i mean yes. i'm from i'm from san diego and you know just south of la and it's pretty <laughs> congested there so to speak like there's no the houses don't have a lot of yard or anything i remember going back to my my grandfather's house he he was in ohio cleveland he had like a huge backyard and like it's just like a totally different like lifestyle i feel like Totally. Yeah. I mean, I, after I left Wisconsin, I moved to New York and lived there for 10 years and now I'm in downtown LA. So I'm like, (laughs) went went from space to a different kind of space. Um, Sure, sure. (laughs) But yeah, it definitely was amazing to, to have that space growing up and just like, you know, to be able to walk through the woods and dream and, and, um, all that was, was amazing. That is very cool. How did you get into music? I did read that you had quite a musical family, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So my grandpa, my grandma and grandpa had 10 kids. And so I had, wow. you know, 10 aunts and uncles. Is that mom or dad's side? Mom's side. But my okay. dad actually had um, nine brothers, brothers and sisters, or eight brothers and sisters. So it's nine oh. on my dad's side and 10 on my 10 mom's, on your side. mom's Wow. So I have like a million cousins. Um, sure. <laughs> and uh, so my, my grandpa was a musician on my mom's side and he played piano and organ and accordion actually. Wow. And so he, had all of his 10 kids learn instruments growing up. So when I was growing up, you know, all my aunts and uncles played different instruments. My uncle Tim went to Eastman for piano. My uncle Tom went to um, Juilliard for trombone. And so it's just like, 
I was surrounded by music. And so um, me and my cousins, my cousins and I would always sing around the piano um, every Thanksgiving and Christmas. And so music has always felt like family to me in that way. Wow. What, what did mom play or what did she play? My mom played violin growing okay. up and a little piano. And she actually just picked up a cello a couple of years ago. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So. so she's still playing. Did she pursue it like as a career? No, um, just uh, she actually became a teacher. Um, but not, definitely not music teacher, though, not music teacher. OK, no. um, but my mom and dad actually met uh, in a musical in high school in their senior really? year. <laughs> yeah, my dad wow. is actually not very musical like or artistic. I think he's he's really creative. But when he was in high school, his senior year, he was like, I think I'm going to do a musical just for fun. Um, actually, I think it was, it was maybe just the play, but anyway, so they, they were the leads in the play, wow. the romantic leads. And then they ended up falling in love and the rest Very. of history. <laughs> <laughs> and then grace came, but, um, and then me. <laughs> <laughs> well, wow. That, well, that's pretty, he must have had some talent. I mean, going from not really having a background in it to the lead is, I know, yeah, it we was, we was pretty awesome. I think he was just as surprised. Yeah, for sure. Okay, wow. So very musical family. Singing always. You said you talked about singing at uh, you know Thanksgiving or whatever. Uh, what was the first instrument you learned to play? Um, I took piano lessons when I was little, and then I switched over to flute, and I played flute for a while, um, like and then through, I learned. Were you playing flute as like a marching band type instrument or no? No, it was just like the, when we were, I think I was probably in like fourth grade or something, you know, mm -hmm. we, we had like the music teacher come into the class and was like, okay, so now you guys all get to pick an instrument. What's oh, the right. instrument that you want to pick? And I was like, flute. <laughs> okay. And so I took flute for a few years. Um, randomly, I've actually met a lot of singers lately and a lot of singer friends who have told me that they also took flute growing up. So I don't know if it's like, a, it's, which is weird because you can't like sing and play flute. So I don't know why we all that instrument but um but yeah and then um started playing a little guitar in high school um when I started writing songs and now I don't play any of them very well <laughs> I mostly just sing but I have this vision like I'm going to be a really good guitar player and piano player at some point in my life I just don't know when <laughs> well there's always time there's always time there's always but, time um well that's fascinating so you started writing songs in high school that's when you started writing your own original songs? Yeah, so I actually really randomly got introduced to Richard Marks. I don't know if you remember him. Um, he's an artist from like the 80s and he had the that name song. name sounds familiar. You go, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so now I know like, exactly what that is. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and he, I don't know if he's, I think maybe, not like a one-hit wonder, but that was like his big, big Major song hit. that, you know, got him the, the mansion and all the things. Right, right, right. Um, and so like we had a friend, of the family who knew him and, you know, somehow I ended up like meeting him in Chicago and wow. uh, he, you know, I went to ask him advice and whatever. And at that point I was like, I think I was a junior in high school and I was really just focusing on singing, not really writing. And he was like, you know, you have a great voice and all these things, but you should really think about um, becoming a writer because that's where you're going to discover yourself as an artist. So that week I picked up a guitar and started writing. And so I owe my writing journey to Richard Marx, which I'm very proud of. <laughs> How random. I would have been. Super <laughs> yeah, random. Yeah, that's so, so cool random. though. <laughs> yeah, I, I should like DM him or something and be like, 
I wonder if he's on Instagram. I don't know. I haven't really thought about hitting him up, but I should I should find a way to Richard Marks. Richard Marks, are you listening to this? You, know, you let's, should. Let's <laughs> I bet you he'd be so stoked, especially, I mean, with the success you've had as, as a songwriter. I mean, you have a Grammy Award. <laughs> I mean, it would be fun. We could write like <laughs> really epic songs together. That would be so cool. It'd be like very full circle. I that love would it. be. That would be awesome. Yeah, you should feature on your next record. I'm down. I'm very down. <laughs> okay, so uh, you start writing songs in, in high school, and then how does it progress? Like, do you start showing these songs to people? Do you start performing out? Like, what was, like, the next kind of stepping yeah. stone? Yeah, I mean, I the first song I wrote and recorded was actually for my friend who had lost her dad. And so I oh, remember, wow. uh, like, sitting in the car with her and just, like, playing it for her for the first time and, like, like experiencing the reaction of like the person that I wrote the song for, like, um, you know, liking it and, and feeling like moved by it. It was kind of this like validation of like, okay, this, this like, I, I, I really want to write songs for other people, you know, write songs about my own stories, but other people's stories, but always so that the song can um, be something for them. Like the song mm-hmm. is always going to be very personal to me, whatever the song is, obviously, but I wanted to make sure that I wrote songs that were universal so that people could apply their own stories to them so that um, the song could become a part of their life in whatever mm-hmm. way they need the song to be a part of their life. Wow. Okay. Was it, that yeah. must've been a pretty difficult, uh, you know, first attempt at a song. I mean, to write it for your, for your friend whose parent passed away. I mean, that's a pretty, pretty big one. Yeah. It kind of felt like, it was just like the timing where I felt like, okay, this is going to be like the thing that I can give to her. Like, this is like, you know, what, what can I do for her? Like Uh it's this. And so it it felt like the, um, my attempt at, at helping. Sure. (laughs) Um, Sure. And I think, you know, I don't, I don't know how much it helped her or not, but I think in that moment, it was definitely kind of this, this like light bulb went on in my head like you know like like music to me I I want it to be um not necessarily healing for people but but again just like I said before like something that can be their own like it's like little gifts that I can give out um, and like that's what I can offer as as an artist wow and did you continue with that I mean obviously you continued with the songwriting but like what was your next attempt did you try to like find another relatable topic? Like how did you continue on with your songwriting career? Well, I ended up, so I uh, went to NYU after I graduated high school. Um, I ended up starting a few bands with some friends in New York and it was just, writing just became like a practice, you know, like Mm -hmm. my, the songs that I wrote in my freshman year of college were probably like horrible, (laughs) but just the process of, of trying things out, like writing about, you know, the relationships that worked out or didn't work out or writing about just all the different stories and things that I was going through and what other people were going through. And I just started learning my style and learning what worked for me and, and just becoming a better writer through writing, but also like through studying other writers, like Joe, I'm a huge fan of Joni Mitchell. Um, Mm -hmm. and Frank Ocean is probably my favorite songwriter of all time, but just like the way that a writer like Frank Ocean, like uses like, metaphors and 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 different references and stuff within his songs to like Mm -hmm. make 
comments about different things. I just, I love studying all of his lyrics and trying to learn like, okay, how can I, how can I write in a way that um, is universal? Like I said before, but also is like extremely personal. Um, like how honest can I be in my writing? Um, sure. But then also how do I like attach it to different references in history and, and make it feel like, um, like just like a good piece of writing. <laughs> it was, right, just, it was right. just a journey of studying writing, which also included like reading more books and like mm -hmm. le learning from writers who weren't um, songwriters and, and trying to just uh, increase my vocabulary and all those things. Right. Um, and then I would perform at the bitter end a lot in New York. And that's kind of where I like kind of honed my performing skills. And I grew up singing in a gospel choir when I was younger and like, I always loved singing live, especially in church with the gospel choir, because you got this um, instant reaction from people. Mm -hmm. And and it felt like this experience of um, sharing music together in, in this, in a physical space was, was something that I loved. So yeah, I kept performing live and then all those things led me to random big <laughs> opportunities, like singing mm -hmm. on Oprah and, and yeah. other things that kind of like started um, I would say like getting me into the industry side of, of music. Okay. I, I want to back up for a second. How did you, did you go to NYU for music? Yeah. So I actually auditioned uh, for the musical theater program. My freshman oh, okay. year. So through then, the, probably obviously with your, your skills that you had gained through being in the gospel choir, you had, you know, you had, you had experience performing in front of people. And that's where I was kind of confused. I was like, Whoa, did she get Like, how did she get into to NYU, if you had just started writing songs and, you know, I mean, you said, what, junior year yeah, or like something? Junior, yeah, junior year. Yeah, I mean, and at impressive. that point, yeah, I, I, um, I was in the musicals in high school and stuff and, like, being a singer, it, like, it wasn't, I, I didn't really know, like, who I was as an artist, yes, mm -hmm. or, or, again, like, as a writer. And I didn't even think of myself as, like, necessarily making albums and things like that like I, I was still kind of figuring out like you know I I know that I love to sing and I love singing live you know mm -hmm. like what opportunities exist like oh I guess I should audition for musical theater school I don't right, know right sure. so you know freshman year I did that but then I realized you know like musical theater is not really really what I want to do like I I want to be an artist and I want mm -hmm. to perform you know in clubs and with bands and stuff like that and so after freshman year, I switched into um, Gallatin, which is, which is the school of individualized study at NYU. And I mm -hmm. created my own major of like music wow. and songwriting and um, painting, actually. So, oh, is yeah. that your art behind you? Is that yours? Yeah. What? It is. Yep. No way. <laughs> yeah. You're very, very talented. Thank you. I love that. That's amazing. Hey. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Not only can you write songs and sing and do everything else, but you can paint. <laughs> well, yeah. Painting, I always, I like was always this thing that like, um, I didn't take too seriously, like in the best way. Like it was like this, this place where I could go and like not feel judged by myself or anybody because painting, I like was determined to keep painting um, sort of like, out of the spotlight and just like something that that I could do for me that would help me like continue to grow as an artist within my own space mm -hmm. um but now I actually I, I like sharing my paintings with people and I I actually do a, a twitch stream once a oh, week really? where I like sing and paint and That's I let amazing. um or I ask fans and people to like as they're listening to the music if if they 
hear or see any colors, um, like synesthesia vibe. Uh-huh. Um, to tell me and I can like add those colors to the painting and stuff. So it's been really wow. cool. I love that. You're, oh my gosh, those are so incredible. Thank you. I'm Thanks. like trying to <laughs> stare at them on my computer. Yeah, like, but <laughs> yeah, There's like, yeah, yeah, it's fun. I love it. I do like wow. blind portrait um, where I just like, I close my eyes and I like feel the outline of my face. And that gives me like the first sort of um, like on that one, it kind of gives wow. me the first like, outline i guess uh-huh. with, and then i like start creating a composition around that so beautiful oh my yeah. gosh that's, fan- that's this one uh, though is actually this is nico washington um okay who's a friend of mine from chicago and he did he painted the cover for my song mercy with vic mensa and then we oh okay i was Oscar. like i think i've noticed that i've i've seen that cover and maybe i saw it on uh spotify or something yeah yeah yeah. okay um but yeah nico's amazing and we did this really cool thing we like printed it really big because we did a lyric video where we put all the lyrics on the backside and i like taped them to this see-through uh pane of glass and then like the painting was created on the other side so wow yeah yeah that's really rad that's amazing whoa okay (laughs) sorry so back to your your music career is that that's you're a fantastic painter. You always have Thank that you. to fall back on. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know what? <laughs> yeah, I've got to just make some NFTs and then like, you know, sure. <laughs> right on. Okay. Well, you talked about getting on to, to Oprah. I did read that you, you submitted a video or something like for her karaoke yeah. thing or tell me about that. It was called Oprah's karaoke challenge and it was okay. the last season of her um, show. And my friends like were texting me like, you should just do it. Just like try to get on Oprah. <laughs> like, okay. So I <laughs> submitted a video to her website of me singing natural woman. And I remember right. like when I pressed upload, I like didn't even know if the video went through and like, I had got, like just missed the deadline or not missed, but just like was right up against the deadline. And, and I kind of just put it out there like, all right, I don't even know if I just applied for that show or not, but like, I don't right. know, we'll see. And then Whatever. like a few weeks later, an Oprah camera crew surprised me in the subway um, system in New York oh uh, with gosh. TV wine-ins and they, they were like, you're going to be on Oprah. And I was like, holy fucking shit. So then, sorry, I don't know if I can swear. You but, can cuss. Um, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> and then, yeah, a week later, I flew out to Chicago and I was singing on the Oprah Winfrey show and it was like so terrifying, um, but it was amazing. And it definitely, it like kind of was the, the, I, I, when I was in high school, I actually sang on Chachamete Paulo, which was um, an incredible experience. And that was like the first kind of big stage that I sang on uh-huh. and sort of like began to open doors in the industry. But then singing on Oprah, obviously, like really started getting me into like the label world. And I started meeting mm-hmm. with, with different labels in New York. And it kind of like started that part of my journey of like really becoming like a professional um, musician and things like okay. that. Wow. Yeah. Well, I'm, so they surprised you. So like the camera crew just showed up. They okay, that's kind of like how did they know you? How did they know where you're gonna be? Like yeah, stalked you for like a week. Yeah, Oprah's watching all of us at all. Times. That's crazy. I, know that. I didn't. Um, <laughs> they coordinated with my uh, my roommate. So oh. yeah, I had to put like in the in the application, I had to put like you know a family member or like some. I had they had like they needed like another point of contact, and so. I think they reached out to whatever number I put down, which like led me, led them to my roommate or something. I don't know. So wow. she like coordinated with Opus camera crew. And actually right before we were going down into the subway, 
system because she was being super weird. She was like, you know, we have to go to this, you know, place uptown. Like, please come with me, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I'm like so busy. I need to do homework, whatever. Right. And, and so, and I was like, he's fine. Like, whoa, aggressive. And um, <laughs> right when we were on the top of the steps about to go down, she was like, okay, I have to tell you, like, you're about to walk into like Oprah's camera crew is about to surprise you. <laughs> like, what? What the fuck? Like I, and it was like so surreal and weird. And um, yeah, that was that. That's so funny that she waited to the last minute to actually like spill the, the, I know. And then she heard it like she held, she held it to her for so long. And then, like, yeah. two seconds before, she, she I think she felt like, guilty. Like, she was like, I don't know. I can't do this to you. This is too weird. Like, <laughs> you're getting ambushed right now. Um, That's so funny. Yeah. And she's like, we well, have to act surprised. I was like, wait, what? What's going you're on? Like, yeah. yeah. And you're yeah, still in like, shock oh. from the top of the staircase, obviously. I know. So I walked in kind of like, uh like I it was it was weird but it was awesome and I got to side hug Oprah and I you know ended up <laughs> writing a thank you note to Oprah like here Oprah thank you for having me on your show and I always wondered if she got it so that's amazing <laughs> yeah maybe Richard Marks me and Oprah can all hang out you guys yeah that would be quite quite <laughs> quite the hang mm -hmm. um okay so uh, yeah so Oprah being on Oprah obviously opened up some doors for you and yeah, yeah. when, when, like, from there, did you, were you talking with labels or like, did you have material to show, you know, your, cause you, you did a cover. So were people approaching you like, oh, like, you know, what, what is it, was it kind of like, uh, I guess I would uh, try to compare it to like a kid now on, you know, TikTok or something that their song blows up. Then it's like, hey, like, I just saw you, like, what, what's going on? Was it kind of like one of those situations? Yeah, it was. It was like, okay, you did this big thing, like, let's talk. And I think right. I wasn't really ready at that point to, I I still was like discovering myself as an artist and I had original music, but it just wasn't ready for my moment. And mm. um, so it, it was cool and that it like introduced me to a lot of people in the industry and got me connections and stuff, but it wasn't the right time to actually like, um, sign with anyone and, and there it's not like I was getting like off, a ton of offers and stuff it was just kind of like one of those like oh we're gonna like start paying attention to you now like this is interesting like like who are you mm -hmm. <laughs> and and um and so from there you know that's when I really began to like start thinking through like hey I want to make an album and like who do I want to work with and I and I went through a few different iterations of like figuring out, you know, what my sound was and working with a few different producers and stuff. But when, let's see, in 2015, um, when uh, Surf came out by The Social Experiment, mm -hmm. uh, someone sent me the project and that was kind of the first moment when I heard Surf and when I heard Acid Rap by Chance, I was like, okay, who is producing this music? Because this is who I want to work with. Like this music lights me up, like, like music did when I was a kid, like, this feels like singing in the gospel choir. This this feels like everything that I love about music. Um, before like the industry started putting like pressure and expectation on me, like meeting or like hearing acid rap and, and surf and other stuff that these guys had produced, like just turned on the light of like creation in my brain and my soul. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of started on a process of trying to find those guys and see if they wanted to work together. And it was kind of crazy because 
I hit up some friends. I was like, do you guys know these people called the social experiment, like Peter Cottontail and Nate Fox and Nico Siegel, or he went by Donnie Trumpet at the time. Mm-hmm. They sounded like, like Disney characters to me. I right, like, right. <laughs> I didn't know anyone who knew them, but a few months later I was in LA and a buddy of mine texted me and he was like, Hey, I'm in a studio or I'm in a session. You should come through. And he didn't say who he was with. He just like, was like, here's the address come through. So I showed up at the studio, ended up meeting these guys named Nate and Nico, like did not put two and two together that like it was Donnie Trumpet and Nate Fox. Like I I didn't know what they looked like. I just, anyway, so they pulled up a track and asked me if I want to sing on it. I was like jumping out of my skin to sing on it. I freaking loved it. Same feeling as when I heard Acid Rap and Surf. Still hadn't put two and two together, (laughs) but um, I like hopped in the booth, sang my heart out. It was just like so exciting and amazing and I got out of the vocal booth and that's when I asked them like yo so who are you guys like are you in a band or what do you do and that's when they were like oh we go by the social experiment and you know we work with Chance and the rapper and I go by Donnie Trumpet and whatever and I was like holy shit I've been wanting to meet you guys and like the universe just brought us together and wow I asked them if they wanted to produce an album for me and that was kind of like the start of just like the crazy journey that ensued all the way till today right. where the album is finally coming out now in 2021 so yeah it's been, okay. it's been, a, it's been a wild ride <laughs> wow okay so that from that first experience you know singing with them um is that were you working on this record i mean so tell me about the record so you i mean you wrote a song that chance the rapper ended up using on his first record yeah or the mixtape which got a grammy so mm-hmm. how did how, tell me about that process before we get into like this new stuff that you're doing yeah i mean so the start of of working on music with nate nico was we started in the spring of 2016 and initially we were like you know let's work for a few weeks and then we'll put out a project a few weeks later and like see see what happens um uh-huh. but as we started working on the music like it was almost like just getting on a on an airplane or a roller coaster that like was taking off and it like we didn't really have a choice of like where it was going it was just like get ready for a journey like we're about to like <laughs> go on a magical ride right. and um you know because when chance walked in like that was within the first week of working together and oh, he wow. heard the song that we were working on and and it ended he asked if it could be all we got with him and kanye and so that so that kind of just like turned everything into like whoa like okay now like i'm working with chance and like i have a song Mm -hmm. with kanye and like just things started like i said it just became this like magical ride and it sort of um it like it stretched out the process you know when when we when nate and nico and peter and i started working together or when, when all the cool things started happening with the music, we were like, okay, maybe we should like take our time with this and just like, let it see where it leads us instead of us leading the project. Like let's let the songs, I, I sometimes I call it like little breadcrumbs that like uh-huh. every song that we created was like this little breadcrumb on the journey that like led us to the next thing. And so it was a process of letting the music guide me, which ended up leading me to releasing the first single from the project in 2017, um, which is called More Than Friends. Mm-hmm. And um, be- that song kind of blew up and John Mayer ended up randomly tweeting it out, which made it blow up more. And, and so that lend- le- led me to get signed to Capitol Records. And so that okay. was kind of like part of the thing that stretched everything out too, was like, okay, now we're going to release this project through Capitol. Like, just the process of getting onboarded to the label and like getting the team marketing team together and like 
I think capitalism. I'm sure. Yeah, just it just is like a pro- even just the process of like getting the paperwork done. You know, like I think capital. So we yeah we released the single in, in November of 2017, and then the president of ANR came to see me at a show in January of 2018, and then I went on tour with Chance in South America that spring, which like <laughs> again just these things like kept happening that like you know on the one hand like made the album take longer but on the other hand like put like I got to do things that helped me grow as an artist and also discover myself more and more it was almost I felt like the when I started working on the album there like the album magical universe people or whatever were like okay now we have to put you on a journey to like really find yourself before you finish this album so like buckle up and like let's go um and so yeah and then once I was on Capital wasn't until we didn't sign the deal until like May of 2018 and then didn't and then got or onboarded through that summer and then released my first single with Capital that was uh, was a part of the album in the fall of 2018 and that was Mercy with Vic and then um, Mercy didn't do as well as Capital had hoped and you know it kind of like made everything stall again (laughs) and so it was about a year that I couldn't release any music after that. And then um, ended up parting ways with Capital in December of 2019. And that was kind of like the best thing that could have happened because it was not only like d- did the freedom of leaving the label feel amazing, although I really loved being on Capital and all the people were amazing. It just, mm-hmm. it wasn't the right place for me ultimately, but um but like the freedom that I felt when I got released, it was like, oh my God, now I can like be myself again and just like create the art that I want to make. But it also uh-huh. like sparked this drive in me and like reignited this creativity. Like, oh my God, like I'm, I'm about to go crazy with the stuff that I'm, I'm going to make because I feel like I've been like held back and now I yeah. can just like go for it. And that's when I, but I knew when I got dropped from Capital, I knew like, you know, before I like go back to the album, because because I knew that I needed to bring the album to today. Like, you know, it had right. gone through Because you had been working on it for journey. so long. Yeah. Yeah. And it still wasn't finished, but there was like, you know, a group of songs that I thought was going to be on the album. But then I was like, you know, I need to now tell stories about what I've gone through. And like, uh-huh. I need to complete this journey of like coming home to myself is the way that I kind of looked at it. But I was like, first, I need to write an EP, <laughs> like get some song, get some like, stuff out of the way and so i ended up that's making what, an ep with louis elastic and that was how one. how did we get here so you put that ep out in between okay so this record really started so this is the the albums coming out is the one that you really began back yeah, when you the, guys all first met yeah the first single was 2017 so it's basically Whoa. been i've been releasing singles from the album sort of since 2017, 2017. so one single in 2017 and then the next singles in um 2021 i guess oh wow yeah so with an ep in between and with a single with capital in between so and some other like other singles in that span yeah yeah yeah. but yeah wow that's well that's great that you were able to i mean with the deal with capital that they didn't say oh we own the record yeah it was amazing honestly they they you know were like here you like it was kind of like sorry we're dropping you here's the album like Bye. Yeah, that's like unheard of. Usually you'd think that'd be like, okay, we're going to take this and you can start from scratch. See you later. No, And yeah. So like, I feel so grateful that 
I still get to release the project. And like, even like through all of the ups and downs of, of the past few years, like the thing that I was, was really determined to do was like to protect the album through it. Like I mm -hmm. felt like it was like this baby that I needed to like keep, um, innocent in a way, guarded <laughs> and, like, and like not let the, anything else that was going on, like affect the, the like purity of what we were trying to make. Um, mm -hmm. And so that happened and it kind of like, you know, made it through the storm and now it's finally ready to be released into the world. And um, yeah, it's actually funny. Someone from an executive from Capital, which I feel bad if he hears this, he probably won't, but I won't <laughs> say his name, but he, a year after I got dropped, he actually called me to like catch up. And he was just, I was like, Oh sure. Yeah, whatever. And so we yeah. were like talking and, and eventually he's like, so how's everything? How are you feeling on Capitol these days? And I was like, Aww. oh, I got dropped like a year ago. <laughs> so basically a lot of people still thought I was on the label, I guess. But um, but anyways, it, again, I was I was grateful for like what I learned being on uh -huh. the label, but but very, very happy to be releasing this project independently, which is how it sure. started. And through um, United Masters, which has been a really dope distribution partner for me. That's amazing. That's that's so again, I'm so like shocked that you were able to to leave with your project in hand. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you hear real. so many stories where artists will just kind of get dropped and they're like, oh, yeah, by the way, we also own all of your the recordings that you've done for the past year or whatever it's been. So that's great Very that you're able wild. to take that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. wow. Um, yeah. Well, so I mean, you just said that all happened in December 2019, obviously three months later, the world shuts down. Where exactly. were you when that all happened? And like, was that kind of like a spark? I mean, you said you, you're ready to just start writing. You have, now you have time to sit around and write. Is that kind of what that project became? Was like a COVID record or no, the, the, yeah. the EP? Yes and no. I mean, going back to like the concept of space, like the cool thing about the pandemic for me, which I don't know if that sentence, the cool thing about the pandemic, but right. what I got out of that time was space and time to like mm -hmm. really sit and think through like, okay, how do I bring this home? And like, what songs do I want to keep on the album? What songs do I want to switch out? What new songs do I want to write? And, you know, I had worked on the EP from like January of 2020. And then I released that in May of 2020. So once I kind of got that like out of the way mm -hmm. um, creatively, that's when I started shifting focus back to like, okay, album, let's okay. figure this out. And the, basically the first move that I made was call Nate Fox again. and was like, yo, can I come through the studio? Like the place that it all began and mm -hmm. like, let's, let's write a song. Maybe it'll be on the album. Maybe it won't. And we wrote this song called other side in the summer of 2020. And that was kind of this like song, like, okay, now I feel like originally that was going to be the last song on the album, but I ended up making it the second to last, but that was a song that like kind of creatively just like lit me up again, where I was like, okay, cool. Like now I feel like the, the project is starting to come together because this song is really capturing a theme of resilience that I'm trying to like, continue to weave into this project like the chorus of other side is like i know life's been kicking you while you're down and i know it's been hard but just know we all get by tricking our minds if you don't jump you're never gonna fly it'll all make sense on the other side like we're it. all just figuring this out as we go and like all you can do is jump and and it's all gonna make sense once you land on the other side that's amazing that's amazing you've released a couple songs off 
off the record. Uh, the most recent one's played yourself. I did have a chance to hear uh, the one that has Chance the Rapper on it, which is coming out in a couple of weeks. An amazing song, Through the, uh, Through the Fire, I think is what it's called. Yeah, yeah. So Through yeah. the Fire actually came out in March and then Played Yourself just came out last week. But oh, sorry. Both, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but both, both are on the album. Then Feels Like Heaven was um, the first single of this year. And then More Than Friends is on the album too. So um, yeah, it's been really fun. Through the Fire's Out. I have heard that one, which is amazing. And then the most recent one is Played Yourself. That just came out on the 30th. So like a few days yes. ago, right? Yeah. Got yeah. it. Okay. So talk to me about Played Yourself. Played Yourself was my sort of like healing anthem of like some crazy things that I went through over the past couple of years and, and was kind of like the song that I needed to write to step into this like new sense of confidence and kind of like you know what, like, I can do this. Like, I don't, I don't need like the approval that I for so long, like sought from, from people that I thought like knew better than me. Or like, I think especially like kind of growing up in the Midwest, like I definitely was, a, had like a people pleasing part of myself where I, I always wanted to like get an A in class or like check that box of like, okay, I, like you approve of me and played yourself was kind of breaking free of like, I don't, cause one, one thing that, you know, that I sometimes would fall into is like working with people or, or um, in relationships, like I, I could, I found myself being um, sort of like manipulated through me wanting to um, impress people. Like they, I can people could kind of use that part of me to like manipulate me and played yourself was like, you know what? Like, I'm not going to let myself fall into these traps anymore. Like I got this shit and um, I'm ready to like be the confident, you know, assertive person that, that I know that I can be and, and let me step into this place of power and, and honestly like self love, like played mm -hmm. yourself is, is weirdly like a song of self love <laughs> ultimately. I love it. Well, how many, so the new record's coming out next month. Well, how many songs are from the, like the original sessions that you guys had and how many were added later, like over the course of the last, you know, year? Um, it's kind of like half and half. Um, oh, awesome. Yeah. So uh, I can't like think exactly right now. Yeah. No, <laughs> totally. Yeah, it's sort of half and half. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. So it's like, a, yeah, really like a full circle moment for you totally yep that's so incredible i can't wait to to hear it i know you're talking earlier about um you know when earlier performing you know performing in your in the gospel choir and how like live music really you know has a feeling and pulls people together now we're in this situation where <laughs> no one's playing live yet is that right. going to be <laughs> a strange way to release the record or have you not really thought about that well, hopefully we're going to uh, tour in the fall is the plan. So oh, amazing. Okay. Up for that. Um, but yeah, I, I, I actually have like kind of adapted into the virtual performing world a little bit and just like embraced it. And, and that's been <laughs> kind of fun. Um, but I am so ready to get back on stage. And I, I think that it's going to work out that we'll get to tour in the fall and then we'll get to tour the album. Um, but no matter what, whenever touring does open up, I definitely will be touring this album. Like, even if it's, a year from now, like I, I want to play it live. So we're going to make it happen. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. You were talking about Twitch. You would, you'd sing your songs and, and you're doing your paintings as well. So have you had yeah. a chance to try or perform any aside from the singles? Like I've done anything um, like releasing them as far as like testing them out to your fans or anything. Yeah. Um, 
Well, some of the songs like from the earlier iteration of the journey um, I played when I opened for PJ Morton oh, okay. story. Um, and so I definitely had been, I actually will sometimes fans will hit me up and be like, yo, when are you releasing, you know, uh, this song from the tour? And I'm like, I promise it's coming out soon. <laughs> um, but I haven't, I haven't really like shown people too many of the songs from like the kind of the, the second ones. iteration yet. So I'm excited. Very cool. Well, thank you so much, Grace, for, hanging out with me i really appreciate it of course thanks for having me it was so fun yeah. talking to you i have one more question for you yeah i want to know if you have any advice for aspiring artists my advice would be um to just keep going <laughs> to let every time every stumble that you would describe as a stumble or a fall can be a lesson and a moment for growth and so everything that's meant for you will come to you and it might take a little bit longer than you think, but know that sometimes the music needs to lead you down the path um, to help you find who you are as an artist. So I would just say patience, keep going and uh, continue to follow what lights you up and don't follow the things that um, make you feel unnecessary pressure or, um, expectation or things like that. Just like really, truly follow your bliss as cliche as that is like follow the things that light you up and, um, <laughs>